Welcome to Legal Toolkit, bringing you the latest legal trends and business initiatives to help you manage your law firm with your host, Jared Correa. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the award-winning Legal Toolkit podcast here on the Legal Talk Network. We're cranking these out at a record rate lately. Um, If you were looking for the cult classic Idiocracy, I'm sorry, that's on Hulu. If you haven't seen it yet, enjoy the Mike Judge experience, everybody. Now, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, hopefully you'll become a long-time listener. And if you ain't first, you're last. As always, I'm your show host, Jared Korea, And in addition to casting this pod, I am the CEO of Red Cave Law Firm Consulting, which offers subscription-based law practice management consulting services for law firms, bar associations, and legal vendors. Check us out at redcavelegal.com. I'm also the COO of Gideon Software, Inc., which offers chatbots, a first-to-market chatbot builder, and predictive analytics created specifically for law firms. Find out more at www.gideon.legal. Lastly, you can listen to my other other podcast. Yes, I have two, The Lobby List, a family travel show I host with my dear wife, Jessica. That's available on iTunes, so subscribe, rate, and comment. But back to the Legal Toolkit, which is what we're on right now. We provide you twice each month with a new tool to add to your own Legal Toolkit so that your practices will become more and more like best practices. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to vet your marketing vendors, something which you may have never thought about until today. But before I introduce today's guest, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. Abby Connect has delivered premium live receptionist and answering services to lawyers since 2006. You can try them out for free at abbyconnect.com. Scorpion crushes the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get attorneys better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI-positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Nexa, formerly known as Answer One, is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for law firms. Learn more by giving them a call at 800-267-9371 or online at www.nexa.com. TimeSolve is the number one web-based time and billing software for lawyers, providing solutions since 1999. TimeSolve provides the most comprehensive billing features for law firms big and small www.timesolve.com. All right, my guest today is Stuart Wilhoyt. Stuart is the founder and CEO of OnMark Advisors. As the founder and managing partner of an award-winning Google Premier Partner marketing agency for a decade, Stuart works with business owners of all sizes from SMB to enterprise in a wide variety of verticals, including manufacturing, hospitality, tourism, gaming, healthcare, legal, and e-commerce. In his position as managing partner, he recruited and managed an elite team of online marketers across all disciplines from around the globe. At OnMark, he helps business owners, including lawyers, to vet their marketing agencies. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Stuart, welcome to the big show, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. How you doing? Great. Great. This is going to be fun. So to start with, like, I read somewhere that you're an ice hockey player and you still play. I am. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 60 years old, and actually I'm playing in a tournament this weekend for a team from Dallas coming here to Vegas, and uh, it's, it's been a passion of mine since I was a little kid. I love it. See, that's wild. I, I feel like if I tried to skate at my advanced age of 41, I would like break my hip immediately, but you're still playing competitive games. 
I broke my uh, both of the bones in my leg when I was 50, uh, 58, and I'm uh, back playing at tournament levels. That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. So, like, if I, I if I read correctly, you're out in Vegas now, but you're from New England, right? I am. I grew up in Hanover, New Hampshire, where Dartmouth College is at, and uh, ended up moving down towards the Boston area for 10 years and then moved out here. All right, so can I test your New England knowledge? Would you be able to hum, like, a few bars of Brass Bonanza for me? <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you do that. But for those who don't know, Thanks. Hartford Whalers theme song, everybody, Brass Bonanza. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> All right, great. so let's jump into stuff that people are, want us to talk about especially okay. our sponsors. <laughs> so let's make everybody happy. Um, we're going to talk about how to vet potentially bad marketing agencies, right? But let's talk about the good ones to start with. So law firms particularly, like what should they be looking for in a marketing agency? Well, I want to start this conversation by setting a really important premise. Uh, it would be almost impossible really for me to give you guys a full brain dump on what I know about this subject. But what I'd like to share is the single most important thing that I've learned over the last 23 years in the industry. And if you get nothing else out of this discussion today, uh, this should be your takeaway. As, I meant, as you mentioned in my bio, uh, the most important function that I had as an agency owner was building an exceptional team. Um, I got really lucky in the beginning of my business. We had several Google employees who took notice of what we were up to and they actually left their jobs at Google and came to work for us. That really set the stage for me for the level of talent on our team. And now as our company grew, we started to uh, get you know hundreds of resumes for almost every position that we uh, put out there. Every one of those resumes looked great. I mean, awesome. The average business owner if they were looking at these resumes, would think that these guys were really highly skilled people, right? Now, my team had uh, a big part in vetting these employees, and uh, we had very stringent vetting criteria, uh, a couple layers of uh, interviews with the team, skills testing, and so on. And what we found was that maybe one in 40 of these incredible-looking resumes really belonged to someone who had any real skills, the type of people that you would wanna trust such an important part of your business with. Now, to put that into perspective, I'm sure most of your listeners at some point learn the rules of the game of chess, right? They can play the game, but there's a huge difference between the success ratio of the average recreational chess player and the passionate, dedicated masters like, you know, Kasparov or Fisher, you know, and like chess, uh, anyone can learn to push and pull the levers in the Google Ads platform, but in the hands of a brilliant, passionate online marketer, a, a true data scientist that lives and breathes their craft, the return on investment can be two to six times that of the general practitioner. You know, imagine getting two to three times the number of quality cases that are coming into your firm for the same budget that you're spending now. The secret to exceptional online marketing is simple. You want the finest online marketers in the world doing your digital. They're always the most successful and the least expensive. The real challenge here is knowing the difference between the exceptional and everyone else, because every online marketer out there thinks they're an expert. 
<laughs> yeah, so this is a great approach, I think. So let's go searching for Gary Fisher, right? So <laughs> when you're vetting an online marketing agency as a law firm, like, are there specific questions you should be asking? And could you maybe give some examples of those? Well, that's a tough one. What I can do is sort of share with you the profile of an exceptional agency. Oh, that's fair. Um, what I would be looking for in an agency for a law firm would be a boutique agency would be between maybe 25 and 100 employees. Uh, below 25, uh, their agency is not fully matured and their internal processes at this point can become really challenging. Uh, many agencies at this level uh, implode and uh, they can't service their clients effectively because they're too focused on internal issues. And above 100 to maybe 150 people, they're starting to get too big. They tend to look at you as a number rather than as a real partner. Uh, you want an agency that really values your business. Uh, the agencies that I like to place my clients with are owned by thought leaders and speakers in the online marketing industry, people who inspire the brilliant young marketers to join their teams. And it's very important that these agencies service multiple industries, not just legal. The, the new skills and tactics learned by servicing a variety of different kinds of businesses is really invaluable and helps an agency get and keep their edge. Uh, I would avoid agencies who focus on a particular industry. Uh, they tend to rest on their laurels and typically provide sort of cookie cutter marketing. All right. I think a thoroughgoing attorney could probably turn that into vetting questions. So fair enough. Sure. Um, so let's turn into a situation now where like a law firm is already in a bad relationship with a marketing agency. And I think this is more of what you do in your present capacity. So what are some of the warning signs for a law firm that they're in a bad relationship with their marketers? That's a great question. So first, let me say that if you Believe what I said might be true, that one in 40 online marketers really has the skill. Uh, one in 40 agencies, <laughs> in my experience, has, has the skills you want. So the chances are, if, if you feel like there's a problem, you should probably trust your gut. Uh, the odds suggest that there probably is. But let me share three of the top tells. First, if your agency is not having at least a monthly meeting with you, and uh, they're providing you good reporting uh, and, and talking to you about strategy, there's a problem. You should be having a regular monthly meeting where the agency is giving you meaningful reporting that you can understand and that makes sense for your business. As an agency owner, I learned that transparency and good communication is really the key to client retention. Uh, an exceptional agency or an exceptional online marketer is excited to show you their success every month. And those reports are how they communicate those metrics to you. Secondly, and this is a big one for attorneys, you don't know how many leads or clients your agency is bringing in each month, but more importantly, you don't even know what the cost of a lead is. So, so many of these agencies give you a, you know, a pretty dashboard to look at and they claim that they're bringing you opportunities, but they really fail to prove it empirically. We've audited many of these dashboards and the data is often manipulated in the agency's favor. Uh, you know, we have the technology nowadays, you know, lots of attorneys will ask me, well, how do you know that these leads came from the ads that, you're, that these guys are putting up? Well, a good agency is going to utilize highly advanced and sophisticated telephone tracking. Now, if it's a form fill, that's easy, right? The form fill comes after 
someone has, has seen your ad. But when it comes to the telephone calls, which is really what happens most of the time, nobody's stopping in at a law firm. They're calling because they want to ask questions and talk to an attorney. So when somebody sees one of your ads, they're actually, uh, they're, they're going to the website because they're clicking on the link in the ad. And behind them trails all this information like a comment as to how they found you. The keywords that were used, which ad they clicked on, so on and so forth. And a dynamic telephone number is assigned to that visit. The visitor doesn't know it, but the phone number is changing on the website. So when they get there, they've got a phone number that's assigned specifically to them. We have all the data that's assigned to that visit, and that phone number sits on a shelf for a period of time until the number is used. When the number is used, we know who used it. We know how they found you. All that data is captured, and the information shows us the caller ID. Uh, It shows us the length of the call. We don't consider a call of less than one minute a qualified lead. Nobody can sell anything in a minute. And also, it shows all the data about the, uh, the keywords that were used. This information allows us now to compare data in your CRM, for instance, to see what clients actually converted. There's also a call uh, recording so that the uh, attorneys can make sure that the front desk staff are handling these calls correctly, right? So absolutely, uh, there is very uh, good tools out there for us to make sure that the money that you're spending is coming through and uh, turning into sales. Uh, and finally, you know, you want to know how much effort and hours your agency is putting into what it is that they're doing. In many cases, uh, an agency is going to tell you, okay, we're going to charge you X amount of dollars this month. You know, it might be 5K for your SEO. And uh, a lot of attorneys being busy guys uh, are just going to say, okay, well, I guess that's what it takes, right? And they never ask the agency, well, what are you doing for me every month for this money? So we want to know how much work the, the agency is putting into it. They may charge you a flat fee, uh, but there's no transparency. They don't account for how many hours they're working on your behalf. They're, they're, what they're doing is nebulous. If you're paying 5K a month, but your website is not changing and you have no idea what that 5K is getting you, there's your sign, right? That's pretty good. That was, that was like so many hot takes. Like I can't even leaf through them yet that was impressive <laughs> awesome. so one in one in 40 that's crazy so well, that's that's what i believe in and i i talk to a lot of agencies yeah uh, i've got great relationships with some of the finest agencies in the world and and they as they're building their teams you know as an ex-agency owner i have these conversations with them right and they all parrot the same kind of uh, data that there's just so many people out there that don't know what they're doing yeah, no, this is great. And so obviously it underscores the need to vet because you're looking for that one in 40 agency that's good. That's a great statement. And I think this is a good point to pause. So let's come back in a second um, after the break. In the meantime, here are some of the things that a reasonable lawyer might consider purchasing, along with maybe a signed and framed promotional photo of television's Michael Gray. Your legal work requires your full attention. So how can you build lasting relationships with new or existing clients while juggling your caseload? Try Abby Connect, the friendly, highly trained and motivated live receptionists who are well known for providing consistent quality customer service and support to law firms just like yours. Every connection matters. So call Abby Connect today at 
Wow to get started with your free 14-day trial and $95 off your first bill. Do you feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high-value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours to attract new cases and to grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to aggressively market your law firm and to generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast today. All right, thanks for coming back. You've returned to us. We're into our second segment with Stuart Wilhoyt of On Mark Advisors. And we're talking about how to judge the effectiveness of your digital marketing agency. So I thought you gave some great tips for vetting a digital marketing agency just prior to the break. So when we left off, you were talking about some of those warning signs indicating that the law firm's in a bad relationship with a marketing agency. But what's the next step? So if you're in a bad relationship, you want to get out of it. How do you do that? Well, I think there's some things you have to take into consideration first. Uh, you know, communication is key here. If you feel like you're being left in the dark and not seeing the signs of success that you were hoping for, well, the question is, why not? Is it the agency or is it possibly you? I've worked with many attorneys and you guys are really busy people, right? Sometimes uh, it, it can be that the agency wants to communicate their value to you and their tactics, but the attorneys themselves are not, don't make themselves available to, to, to the meetings uh, to stay informed. So they get a sense that they're being left in the dark because they're not communicating with the agency and allowing the agency to prove value every month, right? So to start out, I'd have an open and honest discussion with your agency. Let them give you their perspective. Uh, ask them to prove their value. If their answers make sense and they present a clear path to making things better, great. Uh, you can give them the benefit of the doubt based upon you know, whether you really like them and they've been uh, you know, congenial and whatnot. But stay engaged and put them on notice that you want to see clear results or they're fired. You know, the, the second thing you can do, and it's becoming more prevalent nowadays, uh, is have a professional assessment done or what we call an audit. It's really important, though, that that audit be unbiased. Uh, every agency in the world will do a free audit for you, right? But all they want to do is trash your agency so that they can steal the business. You know, it's kind of like asking Ford if you should keep your Chevy. Every bit of data about your campaigns is out there. It's available. An expert auditor can tell you empirically whether or not your agency is performing well or not. And if they are unbiased, you're going to learn where your agency is performing competently as well as where they're lacking. And uh, utilizing this information, you can now have that conversation with your agency and maybe they're gonna learn something and maybe they'll change their tactics. So you really want uh, experts in the field doing these audits, uh, not necessarily agencies, because again, they're gonna have a conflict of interest. Yeah, I love this notion of an independent audit, which I think the first time I heard of this process being in place was from you. I think it's a really cool niche to be in. Um, yeah, thanks. Because business owners have such a hard time having like really effective conversations with their marketing agencies. So let's say you get an independent audit done. You get the results of that. How do you make the decision to stay in or get out? 
Like, is there a point at which it's worth it to continue the relationship with a vendor or to just move on? Like, how do you make that call? Because I think that's probably a hard call to make for the average law firm. Well, it is. And a lot of them, you know, look, in, in your industry, a lot of attorneys have healthy egos, right? And none of you guys ever want to admit that you've made a mistake. And obviously, a common business mistake can be choosing a marketing agency. And, and no one wants to confront the fact that they made that, that bad mistake. But it's really subjective. And based upon the severity of the issues really is what it comes down to. For instance, when we do an audit, we use a three-grade system. On an audit like this, um, we look at dozens and dozens of elements. And for each item, the auditor who's specific to that discipline. In other words, we're using some of the best people in the world who uh, we've made relationships with uh, in those particular disciplines. They'll grade each item in one of three ways, either par, which would suggest that the agency is doing an acceptable job. They're doing what they should be doing. They're following best practices, right? Or subpar, which sort of speaks for itself, right? The agency's not doing what is expected of them. They might be missing things, not paying attention, using old, out-of-date tactics, etc. And finally, we give a grade of exceptional meaning that your agency is killing it. They're doing a great job. They're utilizing experimental tactics. They're just, they're really doing an awesome job. Now, I've, I've had attorneys and other types of businesses who've gotten terrible reports uh, on their agencies and chosen to not change because they feel that the people they don't know uh, are just as potentially bad as the ones they do. But again, the idea here is to find the exceptional, uh, not that run-of-the-mill agency that could cause these same kinds of problems. So it becomes pretty self-evident. If your agency is just missing on a few points and they're open to the learning experience and you like working with them, you know, you can give them a chance. But, you know, if they don't follow through, hey, life is too short. Hire the exceptional and start making some real money. I like that. And I like how you break it down into three buckets. So that, that makes sense. So let's say the relationship is salvageable, right? So that relationship's got to be revised in some way. So what should be the touchstones of that revised relationship? Well, I think it all depends on the character of the agency. I think you should set you know some solid expectations and hold them to their renewed promises. You know, if they continue to miss the mark, you know, it's time to move on. Um, but really, that's going to be uh, unique to each relationship, how close you are with the people, uh, how much you believe in them. and, and uh, But most importantly, it's about setting expectations. If you're an attorney, you have employees. And we all know that having employees, uh, one of the best ways to get what you want for your employees is to set their expectations. So that's my advice in this position. That makes a lot of sense. All right, we're going to stop there. We've come to our second and last break before we return with Stuart. While I try to figure out, finally, how to play Othello, listen to these words from our sponsors. If you're missing calls, appointments, and potential clients, it's time to work with Nexa Professional. More than just an answering service, Nexa's virtual receptionists are available 24-7 to schedule appointments, qualify leads, respond to emails, integrate with your firm's software, and much, much more. Nexa ensures your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 800 800- 267-9371 or visit them at nexa.com forward slash podcast for a very special offer. 
Imagine billing day being the happiest day of the month instead of the day you dread. Nobody went to law school because they love drafting invoices for clients. At TimeSolve, our attorneys save on average over eight hours a month in billing work. That means more billable time and turning billing day into happy day. Learn more about how to get to your time and billing happy place at timesolve.com. That's www.timesolv, leave off the e.com. Remember, that's timesolv.com. Hey, thanks for coming back, everybody. We're still here and we're still talking with Stuart Wilhoyt of OnMark Advisors. He's telling us all about how law firms can make better choices with respect to the marketing vendors they're working with. So let's find out more. So as we talked about, like part of this is like law firm marketing agencies or marketing agencies generally who happen to work with law firms and maybe with other industries, like holding up their end of the bargain. They have to provide exceptional service, right? But as you addressed or alluded to before, Law firms also have to do a better job of engaging vendors and holding them accountable, right? Do you want to speak to that a little bit further here? Absolutely. And it's huge. Again, if you're not on those calls every month with your agency and you don't know what they're up to, then again, you are relegating yourself to being in the dark. I teach my clients to be fully engaged and to set expectations for the agency, like we just said, uh, for them to live up to. The best thing you can do is stop being the low touch client. Again, agencies pay the most attention to accounts of two different kinds. Number one, the clients who spend the most money. And some of your PI attorneys might be some of your agency's biggest clients, right? They always get the attention. But the other type of client is the squeaky wheel, right? Now, we don't want to be jerks about it, but the one way that we can get the agency to pay attention to us is, you know, to stay top of mind and demand excellence. Again, you don't want to be a jerk, but if you don't engage and show up for the meetings and whatnot, and all you're doing, and a lot of attorneys do this, is just write the check every month and don't ask questions, you're not going to get their best effort. Set real achievable goals and make them prove their value every single month. That's, uh, that's what they should want to do. The ones that don't, the ones who aren't forthcoming and constantly trying to tell you how good they're doing or showing you the data, those are the ones you want to worry about. I've seen law firms so badly taken advantage of by their by their agencies. Uh, we audited one firm that works with law firms that, that um, didn't do, uh, you know, they, they were charging thousands of dollars for SEO. They weren't doing any SEO, no activities at all. They, were, they didn't change their uh, creative for their paid advertising in over a year and didn't do any bidding reviews for over six months. They just set it and forget it because they think that the lawyers, nah, they're just busy guys. They're never going to ask and hold us accountable. So it's really important that you guys stay engaged. Uh, it may only be once a month for, you know, for an hour, but at least give them that hour to show you what they're doing and for you to put them, you know, to, to hold their feet to the fire. Yeah, no, I think that's all good. And I think it's true that lawyers get to take advantage of on this stuff all the time. And part of they it, do. part of it is their unwillingness to like spend time on business management, which is a longstanding problem for attorneys. So I think this is all great. Like how do you hold the digital marketing agency accountable? But 
Are there also some things that law firms should be doing outside of those regular meetings with their marketing agencies? Like, should they be reviewing analytics on their own? Should they be trying to flesh out like marketing programs themselves? Like what role does an attorney have to play on their own outside of what they're doing with the marketing agency to try and help move the marketing forward for their firm? The first thing is that monthly meeting. Uh, it's, it's really the most important thing that you as an attorney need to be doing. And I'm going to share with your, uh, with, with your listeners today an agenda that we've developed so that when you do have those meetings each month, uh, you can use this agenda and follow it along, just step one, step two, step three, and the meeting will take uh, a real efficient structure. We're going to go through uh, every month. First, you want to know, what did you do for me last month? What have you done for me in the last 30 days? And make the agency tell you, right? Uh, then they're gonna, you're going to ask them to give you uh, supporting documentation of the data to prove that they've done what they say they're going to they, they're going to do, and that's it's having a positive effect. Uh, the third item is going to be that what are you going to do me, for me over the next coming month? What are the tactics and the activities that you're going to be putting in uh, to my account next month that are going to bring me value? And then you want to discuss your successes, your challenges, your changes. They need to hear from you what you're seeing on your side uh, and discuss wins and whatnot. And and finally. Uh, there should be a list of deliverables. Do they owe you some information that you've wanted elaboration on, for instance, or do you owe them some feedback or some imagery or something like that? That way, everybody's on the same page. The key here really is communicating and holding holding them accountable. Uh, the meeting should be somewhere between, like I said, an hour to a, a half hour to an hour. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. And thank you for providing that mm -hmm. um, document to everybody. I think we'll put a link up possibly. Absolutely. There'll be a link on the page when the podcast release. So if you're listening to this show on the Legal Talk Network page for the podcast, you'll be able to download the um, agenda there. And Stuart, I would imagine if people wanted to contact you to get that directly, you'd be okay with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to allow you to, we're, so we're in a little bit, stay tuned. We're going to have Stuart give you some contact information for him. So the last like specific question I have about this is in terms of like, lawyers' efforts versus digital marketing agencies' efforts. Like, what should lawyers mm -hmm. do to market their own practices? What should they leave to agencies, right? So should a lawyer be writing their own content and having an agency promote that? Um, should a lawyer be managing their own social media? Like, what should and can lawyers do? Like, is there a good balance for that? Like, what you leave up to the marketing agency versus what you do yourself so that your content, at least, is in your own voice? That's the best way to do it, actually. But you know, it's still really subjective. It really depends on the area of practice. Uh, there's a huge difference between the tactics of a probate and a state firm uh, compared to a PI firm, right? The one commonality would be, number one, make sure you got a good website that quickly and succinctly explains what you do and the value that you bring. Uh, everybody's researching attorneys online now, and people are doing it uh, on, their, on their lunch breaks, at work, uh, they're doing it on the subway going home. So uh, a website that's easy to navigate and communicates well on their phone is also really important. Now, SEO, PPC, and social media may not be right for every law firm, really. It, it depends on, are you a single attorney uh, who's doing family? Do you get a lot of referral business? Or are you already pretty busy? You know, compared to someone who's trying to generate more business and they've got multiple attorneys so they can really offset the cost of a bigger budget. Uh, but the one thing that 
any firm can do, like you said, so well as writing content, right? You need to write articles and blogs and do posts on your social media. These are all things that you can do that you don't have to pay people to do. Uh, if you've got a bigger budget, you might want to dovetail with your agency where the agency might set some expectations for how many articles and where to place those articles. And then you guys do the writing because you know the content and then they place those things. But mostly it's have a website that works, that's easy to, to uh, navigate, that represents your brand well, uh, and then make sure that it's full of good content uh, for people to find it. Awesome. That's really good info. And I think that's the best play. Because I think it's important as an attorney, especially to keep your own voice. And then if you can supplement that with a marketing agency, it's a great strategy. Absolutely. I've seen it work time and again. It's just a matter of putting in the effort. Um, all right. So one more fun question before we end. So I do a little segment on this show that I call that social media post that you forgot about. <laughs> so I read you back an old social media post of yours and you comment on it. Now, just full disclosure, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find anything super embarrassing on you sadly. So you're doing a good job with your web presence. <laughs> so are you ready for your question? Yes, sir. Good, good. That was rhetorical. I was going to ask it anyway. Um, <laughs> from your Facebook account, November 12th, 2017, you, sir, posted the following. My 2005 Forerunner is for sale. This is a really fun truck. So now I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell me just how badass <laughs> your Forerunner was. And then I'm also interested to know, what did you buy to replace it? Well, it was great. I love that for It was 2005. I, I ended up, I sold it at, I think it was uh, uh, almost 200,000 miles on the thing. Wow. And no, it was just great. I had completely redone it. I was going to keep it as my daily driver uh, and, and I did a lift on it, uh, put new wheels and tires on it. But I just decided, uh, I, I bought a Dodge uh, Challenger and got used to uh, the creature comforts. And so I bought another Forerunner. <laughs> uh, 2016 Forerunner nice. that had the creature comforts but still had the off-road capabilities. Yeah, I have to say, I had we used to have a Jeep Commander, which was like yeah. a really huge SUV. Yeah. <laughs> we had it for about 10 years, and I ran that sucker into the ground too. And then we replaced yeah. it with like a 2016 Grand Cherokee. So, And it's hard to give up like Sirius XM and heated seats and all that stuff. It so. is. Yeah. <laughs> First and world problem. 2005 problems. just didn't have that good stuff yet. Right, right. All right. So I think that's a good place to end on. So sadly, because this was a great conversation with a lot of good information, we've reached the end of yet another episode of the Legal Toolkit podcast. This was a podcast about vetting marketing agencies and when we've been talking with Stuart Wilhoyt of OnMark Advisors, who had a lot of great advice. Now, I'll be back on future shows with further insights into my soul, the soul of America, and the legal market. If you're feeling nostalgic for my dulcet tones, however, you can check out our entire show archive anytime you want at LegalTalkNetwork.com. So thanks again to Stuart Wilhoyt of OnMark Advisors for making an appearance as my guest today. Stuart, can you tell everyone how they can find out more about you and about OnMark? Sure, it's easy. OnMark, as in online marketing, onmarkadvisors.com. Our website has a lot of good information, some great articles. Uh, there's also at the top, you'll see a link to a uh, webinar on the nine ways to tell if you're getting screwed by your online marketers. <laughs> Um, there's also some uh, articles for lawyers on our site uh, about uh, finding good online marketing as well. So, that sounds hey, awesome. Uh, Jared, 
Thanks so much for this opportunity, and um, I hope it's been valuable to your listeners. No, this has been really cool. And uh, the one thing I'll also mention is that that agenda Stuart talked about before for managing Mm -hmm. meetings with your digital marketing company, that'll be available on the homepage for um, this episode of the Legal Toolkit. Um, But if you're listening on another platform, feel free to reach out to Stuart directly, and I'm sure he'd be willing to share that document with you. Yeah, it's just at onmarkadvisors.com forward slash agenda. It's that easy. Awesome. So thanks again to Stuart Wilhoyt of OnMark Advisors. And finally, thanks to all of you out there for listening. This has been the Legal Toolkit Podcast, where sorry seems to be the hardest word. Thanks for listening to Legal Toolkit, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join host Jared Correa for his next podcast covering the current business trends for law firms. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. for a podcast that was created for new solos? Then join me, Adriana Linares, each month on the new solo podcast. We talk to lawyers who have built their own successful practices and share their insights to help you grow yours. You can find new solo on the Legal Talk Network or anywhere you get your podcasts.